Welcome to the Dirty Laundry After Show. My name is Brooke B, and I am the writer, director, and producer of Dirty Laundry, a Brooke B Productions audio drama series. Listeners, I want to warn you that there may be spoilers in this episode, so if you haven't listened to episodes one through six of season two of Dirty Laundry, you might want to do so before listening to this after show. Today, I have with me Reginald West. He plays the role of Sean Harper in Dirty Laundry. And I also have Jare Weeks, who plays the role of Marcus. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? Thank you guys so much for being here. So we're just going to jump right in. So I'll start with you, Reginald. Can you tell our listeners what it was about this production that interested you? So what interested me in this particular production, it felt like something that could happen in in real life and that's something that that grounded me towards the role and actually propelled me towards it as well just because i feel like it's different than if you were doing an animation of something make-believe or uh some fantasy or sci-fi thing uh but when it comes down to like real life situations you definitely have more points of reference that you can pull from and i just found that really appealing so that's awesome that's awesome. And same question, Gervais, what what was it about this production that interested you? I mean, it was it was the same thing with me. I mean, I, I was when I was uh, kind of read the synopsis of it and saw the um, character choices. Um, it just it's just the authenticity of it. Um, it just seemed like something that really could happen in reality. And what kind of drew me to the Marcus character was, you know, he seemed like a easygoing guy and um just just you know just trying to fit into a a role where you know um where asia doesn't really have time for him but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh you know he's just trying to get as much time and also he seems like the type of guy that values time more than possessions as i you know grew to know after reading a little bit of the script so (laughs) he's just he's just trying to get in where he fits Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The place he wants to fit it. I don't right. want him there. Right. <laughs> right, exactly, right, you know, right. It, it, it's just something about about me who voices the role of Asia being amongst the two men in my life. I don't even know how to handle myself right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, got my husband on one end, my, my boo on the other end. Like, right. I don't know what to do right yep. now. I'm plus yeah, He definitely has a tight a, a yeah. man with a deep voice. Exactly, right. <laughs> It's a problem, right? <laughs> As soon as, as soon as Gervais came in, I was just like, oh, no, I'm going to have to drop it down. Like, is that- <laughs> Hello, Marcus. Marcus, can I help you? <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So let's keep this going. I'll start with you, Reginald, since you my husband and everything. Let's yeah. let's have the listeners learn a little bit about Sean Harper. Can you explain his character a little bit? Yeah, so Sean is a businessman. He owns the restaurant of Harper's and is just very cool, collected, uh, tries to think before he speaks Mm -hmm. uh, in comparison to some of the other characters in the show. But Mm -hmm. he reminds me, honestly, a lot of me because he does have that cooler demeanor where if people are a little bit more hot-headed, you can assess a situation mm-hmm. and then try to bring it down. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely a scene in uh, season two where he does bring the situation down from pretty pretty elevated levels. So <laughs> uh, I, I think we have that in common. And yeah. he's just, he's trying his best. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. doing everything that he possibly can and has achieved 
quite a bit of success from that. But obviously, everybody has flaws, you know, we're all human. Mm -hmm. And I think out of out of the core group, just just the most level headed. Yeah, out of everyone. I would definitely agree with you on that. Definitely the most level-headed, the most rational. Um, so yeah, I would definitely agree with you there. So Jervay, you told us a little bit about Marcus. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? One of the things that stood out to me with what you said is that he, you know, he doesn't necessarily care so much about the possessions. And that seems right. like that's, you know, Asia's way to try to keep him because she knows that she can't spend as much time. So she feels bad. So she tries to compensate. But is there anything else that you would add about your character, Marcus? Well, I would say usually when you see guys in that situation, they seem to not they seem to not care about who the other guy is. So they'll just act recklessly. It seems like Marcus kind of has a little bit of respect for Sean. So he'll try to keep himself um, in hiding and, you know, not because he doesn't want to get caught. Right. Right. And I feel like he has that little bit of respect for, for Sean where. You know, most guys, they, they wouldn't even care. Hey, you know, if, if, if Sean's a guy that, you know, if you, you can't beat me up, you know, yeah. I, I don't even care. You know, right, so, right. Mm-hmm. That's uh, something I noticed. That's something I noticed. <laughs> right. Well. So like, he's very, very respectful right. um, from mm-hmm. Marcus's character in in comparison to other stories that have these uh, similar types of storylines. Mm-hmm. But the way that Marcus is written, especially when referencing Sean, mm-hmm. um, there does seem to be that that level of respect which was which was nice and different to see and i i think the uh the listeners will enjoy that right. oh thank you so much for saying that and it it, it just reminds me of episode six so listeners if you haven't heard it you might want to just you know turn this off listen to the parts that you haven't heard in dirty laundry and come back to this but in episode six we hear marcus and asia at asia's and sean's house and marcus is just not feeling very comfortable about being with Asia in this man's house. And he keeps saying like, are you sure he's not coming home? Are you sure everything is okay? Most men would be like, yeah. Okay. So where's the bedroom? You know, they're, they're just in the living room, you know, and he's feeling some kind of way. So it, that is true. It's like he had, he has a level of respect for Sean, um, even though he is not necessarily doing the right thing. And, and right. of course, Asia isn't either, but it's like, he's very uncomfortable with that. And Asia's just like, I don't care. <laughs> I want you. So let's just do this. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, mm, even when it comes to the jewelry, like the expensive jewelry, you know, Sean, I mean, oh, yeah, it's Sean's jewelry as we know now. <laughs> But even even Marcus is having like a slight problem with even accepting anything like that, because if if the listeners haven't um, heard um, each episode yet, it's pretty clear that this core group of friends, they're very affluent, like Sean and Asia, they're very affluent, they have the money, they they are not afraid to spend it. I mean, in the first episode, Mm -hmm. Sean is looking for a $10,000 watch, wearing Tom Ford clothes, you know, Asia's giving away his watch and his cufflinks. So it's like this couple has the money and it's clear that Sean is, um, keep saying Sean, because Sean is looking right at me and I feel so guilty, but Marcus (laughs) is not, you know, comfortable with accepting the jewelry. And it's like, he's kind of, like, oh, I can't accept this. You know, it's great and it's beautiful, but I don't feel comfortable. So, I mean, even though your character, Marcus, and my character of Asia were not necessarily doing the right thing, it's like the fact that you're trying to be respectful, I mean, that might go a long way with certain people, you know, who are listening to the episode. So 
great, great points that you're making here. So let's circle back around to Reg, uh, Reginald. Let's talk about you and Lisa, because, you know, we've already exposed my dirt with me and Marcus, yeah. but you have some little dirt on your shoulder too with, uh, with Lisa Cottrell. So in, yeah. the, first, <laughs> in the first episode, you are getting fly, getting ready. Like I said, mm-hmm. date just Rolex. You want to wear the Tom Ford suit. You're getting ready for this big meeting with Whitman Financial. And when you notice that the meeting is being headed by one of your exes, but not just your ex, it's, let's take it a step further. It was your fiance, yeah, Lisa Cottrell. You're mm-hmm. shook. Like, I, yes, shook. like that's the perfect word, but I, I was just about to ask you, how did you feel seeing her after taking Nerves, nerves, <laughs> even like- like even thinking about the situations, like, you know, yeah. I feel like, like, like my chest hairs are tightening up. Like, I don't <laughs> like it. Like, I don't like the situation. It's just, right, it's, right, it's, right. Un, it's uncomfortable. It's, yeah. it's an uncomfortable thing just to experience, obviously. Um, once they get a little bit more into the story, it's just mm-hmm. an old flame walking in unex, unexpectedly yeah. from a messed up situation that I was the cause of. Right. So yeah, there's a lot wow. that goes into that. So even piggybacking off of that, so you were shook, your chest hairs was curling. (laughs) I don't know how many chest hairs you have, but I don't know. They were curling up. Yeah, we don't need it. Audio, audio, uh, serious for a reason. Can we see the chest hairs? They can, they can take the visual. They can take Use your imagination, people. Yeah, use your imagination. That's what they got to do with the show anyway. You got it right. You need the, you need the vivid imagination. So the chest hairs was curling, but... And throughout the se- throughout the season, um, people got to hear how conflicted you were. It's like you were so apologetic. You felt so bad for what you did, and you've clearly matured. Like Lisa was so surprised that you were that you even were married. First of all, but married for five years, she was like, "Oh, I'm honestly surprised because of what you did to her." So throughout the series, you was trying your best to just get in Lisa's good graces. You were trying to ask her out to dinner, spend some time with you, and she refused. How do you think your character Sean Harper felt when she finally came around in the season finale of season one and asked you flat out? I was just wondering if your dinner offer still stood. Like, how do you think your character felt? Yeah, I think at that point, um, it would have been disbelief a bit, Um, Mm -hmm. but also relief because I believe that Sean is trying to foster this relationship that he feels directly responsible for, Mm -hmm. especially the downfall. So I think the guilt is there and trying to make amends Mm -hmm. and maybe this pseudo relationship or whatever it is is maybe his way of trying to make things better um in in, like in just all experience that i've seen that it was not the case so he's not going about it the right way but uh (laughs) i feel like for this particular story that's what he was feeling at the time so let me let's expound on that really quickly because you said that he felt some type of guilt and felt like, you know, let me try to make amends because of what I did to her. And mm-hmm. you even you were even telling your sister, Eva, when you picked her from the airport after you got busted on the phone call. And I'm asking you at the doorway, who can't you wait to see? You know, mm-hmm. oh, it, oh, oh, Eva, like mm-hmm, yeah. lies. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you were even telling Eva, you know, that you were so glad that you reconnected with her. But do you were you surprised? 
being the person playing the role of Sean and not necessarily knowing what's going to happen from week to week. But were you surprised that Lisa was the first one to say, like, I'm still in love with you. And I was embarrassed that I could feel this way about you after what you did to me and the fact that it's been 10 years. But it's like listeners may have thought that you would have been the first to break, but it was actually Lisa. So how how yeah. do you interpret that? So I think it kind of changes the dynamic of what you would normally see, mm-hmm. um, especially when, you know, Lisa says what she says. And just being in that vulnerable position and and realizing that, oh, man, I... I did wrong to this individual, but they still, they still care for me. Mm-hmm. The guilt is there, but the relief is there because you're also fostering the relationship. Um, but at the same time, you, he does have to be very, very careful because he's in a marriage with Asia. Right. So walking that fine line in between fostering this new relationship out of a broken relationship Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as maintaining your relationship with who you're currently with, that's going to be, you know, a, a, an interesting, uh, an interesting dynamic once it actually comes to a head. Because yeah. at some point, I know that it will. Uh, I don't know from a morality standpoint where Sean will be at that point, but it will be interesting to see and hear. I think so too. And one last question for you, Reginald, before I jump right back to Gervais. But so in season one, episode three, Asia was giving her girls, Renee and Maria, the rundown of her and Sean's relationship. Now, as I said, in my after show, um, I think that Sean and Asia are like the Will and Jada of Dirty Laundry. So when she was talking to her girls about the problems that she felt that her and Sean had, the intimacy was lacking. When they had sex, it felt like it was a chore. She felt like they was no uh genuine attraction anymore it's like would you agree with asia in terms of problems in the marriage or do you feel like your marriage is okay and if you feel like it's okay that's probably what the perception is especially amongst the groups of friends but would you necessarily agree with asia because when we listen to different episodes Mm. our characters are flirty they seem happy they're laughing they're engaging so what the hell do you think is wrong with asia do you agree yeah. with <laughs> yes I, <or> think, no? <laughs> I think yes or no i think perception is everything mm-hmm. uh, at, at the end of the day so i think yes and no i think from asia's perspective it's probably not the best relationship mm-hmm. and i think in sean's that it's fine that things mm-hmm. are fine but you I know agree yep. classic man will just yep. believe that you know everything is fine without having to delve uh, very deep and with them also being affluent mm-hmm. uh, and having this business and trying to strike up this deal probably hasn't been as focused as he could be mm-hmm. with his current relationship, which is why he may be going towards Lisa a little bit more since she's there. Okay. So, yep. so it's, so it's both and optics are everything. So I think with them honestly being the will and Jada of, yeah. of Dirty yeah. Laundry, <laughs> it's, <laughs> You know, hashtag it's, it's Will and Jada. Hashtag Will and Jada. Like, <laughs> August. August. It's August. 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 Right. Today is August. I had an entanglement. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry, Will. T- you had an entanglement. I had an entanglement. Now I'm crying. Now I'm crying. <laughs> How did this turn into table. the red table talk already? <laughs> this is supposed to be the dirty laundry you had, show. You had both of us here. You had both of us here. So I think messy. You know, that was Ooh, the expectation. Jada is messy. <laughs> But still, 
She's still yeah. Jada. She's she still <laughs> Will. We love you, so, Will and Jada. <laughs> we love you, Will and Jada, so so much. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just the optics at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Um, I think different viewers are going to relate to honestly just different characters in terms of the spectrum of everyone here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always going to be people that are more, you know team asia there's gonna be more people yeah. that are team sean mm-hmm. there's gonna be people that are team marcus that are just gonna mm-hmm. be room for him as well so so really it just comes down to what the perception for the viewer is mm-hmm. and then how it's being delivered to them once we start performing so and honestly like i'm still team sean but like marcus <laughs> marcus is in the middle like you marcus know is in the middle. yeah marcus, marcus in the middle so right, i, I right, don't know right. where that's gonna go but i'm interested i'm interested yeah, to see yeah it's funny because when um asia was having her uh dinner date with renee and maria they're clearly team sean so listeners we need some team sean team marcus t-shirts okay <laughs> and whoever you think <laughs> Should be with Asia, wear that shirt, okay? (laughs) Rep us. (laughs) But this is a good segue to you, uh, Gervais. So what do you think keeps Marcus interested in Asia? What do you think it is? Because I remember back in episode four, season one, Asia is in her kitchen while her husband is entertaining Cornell. And she's talking to Marcus on the phone and they're talking about... Um, you know, well, Marcus is really talking about wanting to get away with Asia and Asia's kind of conflicted. And then as the listeners know, Cornell comes in and kind of overhears the conversation or a little bit of the conversation and you catch on like Asia just flips the script. Hi, Katie. You know, (laughs) so the order is under my desk, you know, and it's like you catch on very quickly. And most, most people, after that situation, they're like, you know what? This is just getting a little too, too right, much, right, right. you know, what, but what do you think it is that keeps Marcus still interested in, in engaged with Asia? I, I kind of feel like he's a hopeless romantic type. Like he has mm-hmm. the hope that in the future he could build something with Asia, but yeah. he's not entirely too sure. Um, and every time she tries to give him a gift, you know, it, it for a split second, he feels like, this is a relationship. And then he yeah. has to pull himself back and say, right. you know what? I, I can't. Cause I know every, every time yep. he's about to accept a gift, he's yep. always said, you know what? I can't accept this. It probably yep. costs you that. Yep. So it, he, he sees a future with her, yeah. but then um, anytime she tries to um, give him something, he has to kind of reel himself back in and say, you know, this isn't right. So at heart, he wants to do the right thing. Um, and he's just in a bad spot. So, yeah. um, so I, I feel like he's just, he's just hopeful that something can take place further down the line. He just has no idea when. Yep. Yep. And neither does the audience. And that's why you guys have to continue to listen in. If you want to hear more of this entanglement, you have to continue to follow us <laughs> and listen to every episode to see what's going on. So we cannot let you guys go for the night without playing a game. Okay. So in keeping with the laundry theme, we're going to play a game called Wash or Nah. Now, there's only one rule, gentlemen. You have to be honest. So I'm going to tell you how to play. I'm going to name something and you're going to tell me if you wash it by saying wash. But there's a catch. If you say wash, you have to tell me the last time you washed it. Okay. Now, keep in mind that wash doesn't have to mean washing it in a washing machine or anything like that. And if you don't wash it, you're just going to say nah. But like I said, you got to be honest. 
So you need the rules again or you think you good? I'm good. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna ask each of you. I'm gonna start because I've been starting with my hubby. I'm gonna start with, with my boo. <laughs> Gervais, let's start with your favorite pair of jeans. Wash or not? Uh I definitely wash. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We're we gonna take it a step further and we're gonna ask you when is the last time you washed your favorite pair of jeans? Maybe a couple weeks. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Same question. Favorite pair of jeans, wash or not? Wash, yeah, definitely wash. Okay. Last time I washed them um, uh, a week ago. Okay, week ago. okay, all right. I'm liking this so far. Okay, okay. So we're going to start with you, uh, Gervais. I was going to call you Marcus. Everyone knows that <laughs> in rehearsals and recordings, they're just their characters. Like, I, right. I, I'm a mess with that. So, okay. So how about the comforter on your bed? Wash or not, Gervais? I definitely do wash it. And, um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually uh, really particular about it as well. Like, I, I always, <laughs> I, I, I actually wash that every week. And then every Ooh. few weeks, I have another comfort. I, I switch them out. Yo, so, you yeah. got the you <laughs> See, got the selection. You got yeah, you yeah, got I the selection. Sele- I got, you got the good answer. There you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, Reggie. What about you? Comforter, wash or not? Wash. I would say once every month, three weeks or so mm-hmm. for a comforter. Final answer. Cool. Final cool. answer. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to switch it up. We're going to start with you, uh, Reginald. What about the pillow? Not the pillowcase, but your pillow. Wash or not? Nope. Do not wash the (laughs) pillow. Wash the pillowcase. But I replace pillows Mm. after after Mm. probably like three months or so. Mm -hmm. I'd rather wash sheets, but at some point... I don't wash the actual pillow though. It just I doesn't turn you. out. Every anytime I've ever done it, it just does not no, come out. The stuffing well. gets all on one yeah. side. Like you sound like yeah. uh Daniel, uh, who plays the role of Jose, his after show. Um, he said he doesn't even bother, he just replaces them. But I'm interested to see what you do, Gervais. Pillow uh, no, 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 I'm actually with uh Reginald. Like uh, yeah. I'm I'll, I'll wash the pillowcase, but it, it, washing the actual pillow, that's going a little bit too far. For me. I'll, I'll, I'll even <laughs> say if I'm, if, if I'm, if I'm friends and they tell me something like that, like in my personal <laughs> life, if somebody tells me they're washing the pillowcase, yeah. I mean, the actual pillow, I'm going to be reevaluating that friendship. <laughs> that's like, Yo, that's, that's like is, serial right? killer vibes. Go that's, down that's to going your far. local you know, Walmart and just yeah, get that yeah. pillow for just seven bucks. Pillow. Pillow. Just get a new pillow. It's like, washing pillows what else are you doing at home is that, like, that? i don't, I don't know you like i think that and is. It's that's, crazy that's I, I think i heard a rumor where if you do wash your pillow you got to put like a tennis shoe in the washing machine have y'all heard that or See, i wouldn't I know that oh, man. That's, like, that's taking <laughs> like, it all the way i think that's, that's old school i think yeah. that's old school listeners if if you heard of that send me something nah, on if, if, it's, if it's a budget thing like if if then I mean, you God forbid, if 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 you can't afford to get a pillow, yeah. you know I just want to talk to those people out there. <laughs> you can't afford to get a pillow, mm-hmm. and you have to wash it. No there's, disrespect. There's nothing to you. wrong yeah. with that. It's nothing not, wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not. Uh, tell the people. <laughs> tell, tell the people. He's like, it's just not gonna yeah. be me. Not gonna be me. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So yeah, so okay. hit all demographics. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> this is an all-inclusive podcast. Right, right, right. It yeah. is all-inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the trash cans in your house? Wash or nah? Nah. 
Nah. No. It's, it's no, but it should be yes. You know what? I'm putting you know. Renee on blast. Uh, Lauren, who plays Renee, she said, unless the bag breaks in the trash can, she ain't yeah, washing a- it. So I had to agree with her on that. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'll usually just replace it. because. Um, yeah, just I keep mean, it real. Like, I mean, I got, yeah. I, I got one of the ones where you just take it out you get the hose and yep. you just kind of spray it out a little yep. bit. And just be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And then <laughs> take it back in. Yeah, because okay. I, I don't I don't even have an outdoor trash can that I use. I just got my indoor one and yep. my trash goes uh, into a dumpster. So yep. if I had an outdoor one, I would, you know, hose that off. But I'm oh, not you're good. Wash so you're indoor. better than me. That outdoor one don't get don't it don't ever get washed. <laughs> well, it also doesn't come like, to the house. Don't so it belong good. to the city or the town? Like why I gotta wash it? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Thank you guys so much for playing. That was so much fun. I always have such a great time playing this game with, with the cast. So I appreciate that. So we're going to start with my husband. With all due respect, Reginald, what other projects do you have going on, going on besides Dirty Laundry that you have coming down the pipe? Or maybe it's something that you previously worked on and you want to let the listeners know about it. Yeah. So I'm currently in a project right now called Earth Eclipsed. It was a... Uh, a podcast that's currently being chopped around a couple of different festivals. It was at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, back in June. Uh, And it is basically, I wouldn't say it's a space opera, but it's in space. Uh, um, Okay. I'm one of the leads in there. He was like, I'm one one of the leads in there uh, called Nico Dunn. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm also working on a show called Sunset City. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hopefully that should be out soon too um mm-hmm. but the i guess the way that they can find my information uh, i post pretty regularly to my instagram at mm-hmm. um, freeway rjw uh so you can just at me at freeway rjw um and then sometimes at uh my twitter at qtil07 so you can check those ones out um and then obviously continue listening to dirty laundry that's mm-hmm. That's 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 number one right now. <laughs> Love it. What about you, Gervais? Anything that you have coming down the pipe or maybe something that you did previously? So a majority of my work is um, I do a lot of commercials and narration. I'm, mm-hmm. um, I'm a voice actor in that way. Okay. Uh, I just recently started breaking into the acting realm. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty young in it. This is um, one of my uh, first acting roles. Um, oh, I, did, okay. <laughs> I did. I uh, did do the voice of um, Dooley Wilson in this uh, movie called Curtis is currently on Netflix right now. Awesome. Uh, and I also did the role of Lieutenant Cash in um, a po- an audio podcast called the Oasis transmission. So right, um, right now I'm just trying to uh, just uh, build up experience and mm-hmm. get as much work under my belt as I can. Um, and yeah, uh, to piggyback on what uh, Reginald said, just, Keep listening to Dirty Laundry and also yes. my social media. Yes. Um, I have my website. It's gervaisweeksvoice.com. Uh, um, I'm going to have to spell that out because it doesn't mm-hmm. sound. It's not spelled the same yeah, way it sounds. We had yeah. that uh, Gervais <laughs> origin story. So, yes, right, right, let right, the right, listeners right. know. <laughs> um, but it's uh, G-E-R-V-A-I-S-W-E-E-K-E-S voice.com. And uh, I can also be reached on Instagram and Twitter. And that is for both. It's referred to me as G spelled just like that. 
So Instagram slash refer to me as G, twitter.com slash refer to me as G. Love it. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I had such a great time with you both. Thank you so much. I think the sweat is off my brow now because I was a little nervous at first, but I think I think <laughs> I'm good now. I think I'm good. But thank you guys for joining me. I had so much fun. Listeners, you can catch Dirty Laundry on my podcast called Script Out Loud. Script Out Loud could be found on most streaming platforms. You could follow me on Instagram at Tarsha underscore AKA underscore Brooke or follow Brooke B Productions at Brooke B Productions. I air Dirty Laundry episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And don't forget to tune in next Saturday for our next Dirty Laundry After Show, where we will have the amazing and talented Tiana Alley, who plays the role of Naomi LaCroix. So don't miss out. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>